learning daf mem. And let's just recap where it is that we're holding. So we learned the Mishnah and daf lamentas. And the Mishnah was talking about somebody who was buying Lulav and Esrik during the Shemitah. And he's purchasing his Lulav and Esrik bundle from an Amaretz. And the, the, the Mishnah said that there's no issue with the Lulav, but there's an issue with the Esrik. What's the issue? The issue is that when you pay for it, <clears throat> you're giving the money in place of the Lulav and the Esrik. And the Esrik, which has Kedusha Shviyas, so when you give the money, the halacha is that anything that's in place of produce of Shviyas itself becomes Kaddish with the Kedusha of Shviyas as well. So what you're in effect doing is facilitating that the Amaretz, the vendor selling the Lulav and Esrog, will be holding money that has Kedusha Shviyas. Now, the halacha is you're not supposed to give an Amaretz uh, big amounts of money that have Kedusha Shviyas. The reason is because it's Lefnei Velasidimichsho. You know he can't treat the halachas correctly. He doesn't observe all the halachas correctly. He's unlearned. So it's wrong to give him the money that you know he's not going to be able to keep the halacha correctly. So the mission was saying there's only an issue with the Esrog, not an issue with the Lulav. So you convince him, you buy, you buy the Lulav, and you convince him to give you the Esrog for free. The Gemara said if you can't convince him, you overcharge for the Lulav, you overpay for the Lulav, and then you get the, the Esrog again for free. That's like the, the method here, how you're not giving money for the Esra. That's the whole thing. Now, the Gemara was very bothered. What's the distinction between the Luv and the Esra? Both of them are, 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 are Shemitah. What's the difference? Why does Shemitah only apply to Esra and not to Luv? So the Gemara yesterday came out with a very interesting point that we're talking about somebody purchasing right in the beginning of the Shemitah year, which means that the Luv and the Esra must have grown primarily in the sixth year. They probably were just picked right now in the seventh year. So in the esrog, the is that esrog is treated like a vegetable. Since it's irrigated, it has the lacha of a vegetable that its determination for Shemitah is based upon when it is picked. Not everybody agrees to that, now all tanom. But the Gemara came out that our mission holds that way. It's determined based upon when it's picked. So if it was picked in the seventh year, then it will have Kedusha of Shviyas, even if it didn't grow in the seventh year. That's in regard to the esrog. And that's why there is a problem with the esrog giving the money in place of the esrog. However, the lulav is treated like any other fruit. It's just a part of the day tree. It's treated like any other part of the, of, of the fruit where the halacha is that it goes after when it grows, not after when it's picked. So since it's in the sixth year that it grew, it won't be an issue. That was the way the Gemara worked out the understanding of our mission. So now we're up to the Gemara Taima, about 10 lines down. It says the Gemara, It sounds like the only reason we said that you're allowed to buy from the Amaris during Shemitah is because it grew during the sixth year and it now entered into the seventh year. It sounds like a lulav that's a product of the seventh year itself has Kedusha Shviyas. If you would have a lulav which grows during the Shemitah year, the implication of the whole Gemara yesterday is that it would have Kedusha Shviyas. It's not, it's not pshat that lulav doesn't have Kedusha Shviyas here, just the pshat is it grew in the sixth year and it only was picked during the seventh year, that's why it doesn't have the Kedusha. Says the Gemara, my, and a lot of people pointed this out when we learned yesterday, why should the wood have Kedusha Shviyas? Eitz and Baal a lulav is just a piece of wood, it's not a uh, fruit, just a piece of wood. The Gemara assumes that wood does not have Kedusha Shviyas. So why does the Gemara make that assumption? So now the Gemara will show us a raya that it, think is, that it has that wood does not have Kedusha Shviyas. The Tanya, it says in Hebrew, the leaves of a certain type of kanim, or a certain type of reeds, or the leaves from the grapevines. You gather them from the field and you're now going to put them into storage. Now here's the key. These, le- these reeds can be used for two things. Sometimes people use them for animal food. Animal food does have Kedusha Shviyas. And sometimes 
Um, and that's pretty, pretty explicit in the Torah. The Torah speaks about how perishvius is for you and your animals to eat. So clearly animal food has Kedusha Shviyas. Sometimes people use the reeds for that, and sometimes people use the reeds for fuel for a fire, like for wood, like for consumption there, destroyed and to make fire. So does it have Kedusha Shviyas or not? If it could go either way. So the Brisa says it depends. If your intent, you go after the intent. Fascinating thing. What it is, what, the, what, what, what these reeds are, are determined, their status is determined based on the machshava of the one gathering. If they were gathered in to be for animal food, Yeshua and Kedusha Shviyas, then they have Kedusha Shviyas. And what does it mean they have Kedusha Shviyas? Again, I mean, it doesn't mean you can't give it to your animal. You're allowed to use it. It means you can't use it after this manhabir, you can't waste it, you can't do um, big business with it. There are certain restrictions that the Kedusha Shviyas has. Whereas Lichten ate him, if you gathered them in for wood, meaning the intent was to make a fire with them for fuel, in them, there's no Kedusha Shviyas whatsoever. So what do we see from here? We see that wood doesn't have Kedusha Shviyas. Very clear. The only reason the reeds could have Kedusha Shviyas was if you gathered them in with intent to use for the animal food. But it was very clear if it's not for that point. Let's say you gathered them in for intent to be used for fuel. It doesn't have Kedusha Shviyas. You can do whatever you want with it. You can use it whenever you want. You could waste it. No restrictions. You could do business with it. So it's, if I have a real piece of wood, clearly it's not even a question that it's not animal food. A real piece of wood would be, it's not like the reed, which sometimes people use for animal food and you go after when the, and what the owner is thinking. It's a real legitimate piece of wood, of course, the fuel, that's all it is. It seems very clear that it doesn't have to do shashviz. So it's a caution of what we're saying. Presumably the lulav it's just a piece of wood. So if the lulav is just a piece of wood, it shouldn't have Kedusha Shviyas. So when we asked our question yesterday, why is there no issue with the lulav, our response, instead of saying, oh, it grew in the sixth year, we should have just said, a lulav doesn't have Kedusha Shviyas. Why are we assuming that a lulav theoretically would? So the Gemara explains, and this is really, let's take a step back. Why is it that we think that wood doesn't have Kedusha Shviyas? Why not? Is, it, is there a din specifically that only edible things, well, yes or not? Like what's, what exactly is going on? Just to make it a little bit more complicated, maybe importantly so, maybe somebody will say, yeah, it's only edible things. Only, only food has Kedusha Shviyas. We know in a Mishnah and Shviyas that that's not true. The Mishnah and Shviyas, and that could be what is really behind the Gemara a little bit. The Mishnah and Shviyas says black and white, that if there's a dye, like in herbs that grow that are made into dyes, they have Kedusha Shviyas. So we see very clearly that it doesn't have to be a food. There's nothing that has to be an actual food to have Kedusha Shviyas. So the Gemara is dropping us with a bombshell today, that wood that's used primarily for fuel. Oh, the Gemara is trying to say, you see in the bright cells have Kedusha Shviyas. Why is that? And the Gemara now explains. Shiny Hatsam. It's over different with regular wood. Why? The Pasuk says, what is the Shemitah done for? For you to eat. Now, what's going on? For you is mashma any type of usage. To eat is mashma only types of things that are like food. So what is it? Which one is it? Lachem We say that lachem, which is like eating, meaning anything that grows from the ground, which you will use, which is similar to the usage of eating, has kedusha shviyas. What does it mean that it's similar to the usage of eating? Mi shahana also ubi uro shave. It has to be that the pleasure, the hana that you get from using the item, comes simultaneously with the product being destroyed. When you eat something, what happens? As you benefit from it, you're also destroying it. It comes as a simultaneous package, right? As I eat it, I'm consuming it, I get pleasure, and it gets destroyed. That's hana. So that type of hana, anything which is a product, which is that, that quality of hana, also biyur, also shaveh, that has kedusha shviyas. So for example, 
It doesn't have to be a food. A dye, as I mentioned for the Mishnah and Shviyas, that's on Asr Bi Yoshava. As it, it, as it turns into the dye, it gets the herb gets destroyed, it dissolves into the water, and now I also have a dye. That's how you also be Yoshava, that's Kedusha Shviyas. Yotsu eats him, but regular wood doesn't have, have it that way. Why? Because what do you use wood for? Wood is primarily used for baking, to make a fuel, to heat the oven. Now, you don't, you don't bake with an open fire. That's not the way it works. The way it works is you want coals. Maybe lit coals, whatever it is, but you want coals. The way that I produce coals is that first I destroy the wood. Want the, the remnants of that destruction, the coals, or somewhat leftover remnants, that's what I, that's what I want in, the, in, in, in my oven. So therefore, when am I benefiting? I'm baking with the destroyed parts. So the hana is coming. What am I using it? I'm using it achar, the consumption. That's not like eating. Only products where the primary usage will be like eating, that it's hana asun, be your asun shavah, that, that type of product has kedusha shviyas. But a type of product where the hana will come achar, the biyor, that doesn't have kedusha shviyas. So that's the reason why stam wood doesn't have kedusha shviyas. So Rashi now explains, here's the key, now, where are we left with the lulav? Where are we left? The Gemara seems to be explaining. And now we'll understand lulav. How now do we understand lulav? What do you use a lulav for? What's the primary use of a lulav? A lulav, and this is where it's, it's fascinating because it's not in the Gemara. Rashi explains they used to use it as brooms. The acre usage of that type of wood, you're right that it's like wood. But that type of wood particularly is mainly used as a broom. And the usage of a broom is like eating. And this is where it gets interesting because the benefit is at the same time that you're destroying it because it gets worn away as you use it. So it's not like the coals where first I destroy the wood and then I have the benefit. The broom, as I take my benefit, I am destroying. And destroying doesn't have to mean it's gone. It means it's being worn away. So therefore, a lulav has kedusha shviyas. Not because you eat it. There's no din. That's why it's very important, the fundamentals. There's no din. You have to, have, you have to be able, able to be eaten to have kedusha shviyas. Mom, it's not true at all. A die has Kedusha Shriyas, a Lulav has Kedusha Shriyas. The rule is it has to be Hana Asun to be Yerasun Shavah. So a stamp piece of wood is not Asun to be Yerasun Shavah because most pieces of wood are used for baking. When I use it for baking, then first I turn it into a coal and then I use it. So then it's not, that's why it doesn't have Kedusha, kedusha Shriyas to begin with. But if it's something that has Kedusha Shriyas, if it's something that has Kedusha Shriyas, even if it's not for eating, it has Kedusha Shriyas. So now that we understand that, the Gemara challenges that. Is that really true? What about other types of wood? Ika eats in the mashkan. Certain, certain types of wood which are like more oily. That has some in shavin. The benefit comes at the same time I destroy it. There, it's more of a torch usage. Right? It's more of like a thing like you make like a, a torch and you light it. And it's not like wood where you first turn it into coals and then you bake with it. This, this oily wood, um, it seems that, that, that there was a usage with it where they used it as a torch. So there, it's at the same time that I'm destroying it. I'm benefiting from it. Stam eats him, regular ones, what do I do with it? I understand. First I turn it into a coal and then I bake with it. But here it's not like that. It's, co- it's, it's, it's coinciding, it's happening at the same time where it's as it's being destroyed, I'm also having, I'm having that enough from that flame. So why is the bright saw um, not mention oily wood? It seems like all of the wood is excluded. What about oily wood? So the Mars says, No, wood in general is used for fueling the fire and not for the torch. So it's a big machlok is exactly what the Gemara means here. But you have to say that in defense here with the Rashi is that even the oily wood itself, most of the time you don't use it for lighting. Most of the time the oily wood you use for baking. And when you use it for baking, then you turn it into a coal furnace. So its usage is determined after like its primary usage, its most normal usage. And since the most normal usage of Aitzim is always for baking um, and not for the torch, 
So therefore, you go after the most normal usage. And the most normal usage, it's not Hanayas and Beer and Shabbat. First, you're turning it into a coal, and only then are you baking with it. Therefore, it doesn't have Kedusha Shviyas. I think in the Lulav, the primary usage of the Lulav is for a broom, whereas Hanayas and Beer and Shabbat. Because immediately with the benefit, you're, 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 you're wearing away at the broom, at the Lulav, and therefore, it has Kedusha Shviyas. And that's why yesterday, well, it was a very hard question. Why is it different when you're buying the Lulav from the Amaretz or you're buying the Asri from the Amaretz? That's why we have to explain the whole Shekot that the Lulav, you go after him when it grows, and it grows in the sixth year. The Asri, you go after when it's picked, and it's picked in the seventh year. Even though the primary usage of this Lulav that I'm purchasing is Correct. For... Correct. You got it. What do you think the answer is? Because the Lulav in general. Right. The Lulav, Lulav in general. You always look at this thing and you say, what is it like? What's its primary usage? I think. However, not everybody agrees to this. This that we're saying, that the, the Shemitah status of the wood, which is made for Asaka, for fueling a fire, which we said doesn't have Kedusha Shviyas because it's not, it's not on us from Biros and Shavin, this that we're missed, saying this, the truth is we discover it's Machlokas Tanoim. The Tanya says in Abraisa, you can't take Shemitah produce and put it into a pool, a soaking pool, or for laundry. So what's going on? I'll actually give an example. I have wine, right? So I have Paris Shvias, I have grapes. And I want to put it into a pool, a soaking pool, right? They used to soak flax. And I uh, used to turn, they're turning it into a linen. It was a whole process by this, the flax I soaked. Or sometimes, evidently, it's good in the laundry. I don't know exactly why, but they would put a little wine into the laundry. So the town of Kamba is saying, you're not allowed to do that. That's not a type of usage you're allowed to do with Shemitah. You're allowed to give Shemitah produce into these things. It's mutter. So what's pshat? What's going on? So my time is on a comma. Amar Torah says that the Shemitah produce should be for you to eat. Now, to eat something that's like the Hana of eating. It's not for soaking, not for putting the soaking pool in the laundering pool. It's supposed to be, you're supposed to use it for things that are like eating. My time is Rabbi Yossi. The Torah also said it should be for you. For all your needs. Even for putting into the soaking pool or the laundering pool. So at first glance, it sounds like a machlokas. Is the only thing you can do with Shemitah, eat it, or even can I use it for anything? Can I put it into the pool? But well, let's narrow this. Tanakama is saying you can't use it for the laundry or the soaking. But it, of course, it says in the Pasuk, you don't only have to use Shemitah for eating. How does he respond? So he says, I agree, it doesn't have to be eating. But for you has to be like eating. You could use it for a use where the benefit is at the same time as the consumption. But this excludes the Shemitah things to put the, the wine in the soaking pool, the laundering pool, because the benefit is only after it's consumed. Because in other words, what happens? After the laundry of the flax, you put it into the wine, then the wine becomes unfit. But at the time, um, but in other words, when I put it in, uh, let me put it this way. When is the benefit? What's the Hanah that I get when I, um, when, what's the Hanah that I get? When I'm, soak, when I'm soaking the flax or I'm laundering the clothing. It's only afterwards, when I have the clean clothing. It's not an immediate thing. So it's getting destroyed pretty soon after I put it in. Think about it, you know, I'm putting in some wine into the laundering pool. It's gonna become unfit for, for drinking pretty quickly, whatever it is, two minutes after I put it in. But the hana that I have from the laundering will come later. So it's hanayasa and achar biuran. That's why it's no good. But if you want to do a type of hana and shemitah, which is hanayasa and biuran shavan, it's okay. So he's saying, I understand like this. It says lachem, and it also says lachem. So if I could come up with lachem, which is like lachem, or it's on the and shav, and that's fine. 
but putting it into the laundering pool is not because you're only going to get hanaf in the laundering after it's already rendered unfit for consumption and therefore it's no good. So now the Gemara says, well, how does Rabbi Yossi say back? Rabbi Yossi, aksiv lachla, right? It has to be like for eating. How does he respond? Rabbi Yossi is saying you, you're allowed to put it into the laundering pool. Evidently, he's not so concerned that it's like lachla. So the Gemara says, He says that to eat is only an exclusion of using it for plaster. What is that? Rashi says they used to use it in medicine. You can't use it to turn it into a medicine. We're saying that eat excludes using it for plaster. Maybe we should exclude, says the Brisa, using it for the laundering pool. How do we know that laundering pool is mutter? Again, this is Rabbi Yossi. And medicine is also because of When the Torah says lachem, you could use it for you. We include that you're allowed to use it for laundering. So what is the Torah excluding when it says for eating? It's only excluding the medicine. It says the price. How do you know? How do you know to include that you're allowed to use it for laundering and exclude that you're not allowed to use it for the medicine? Top of the Amad Beis, Ma'abani Zakfusa, I will include you're allowed to use it for laundering. It's more of a significant type of anah. It's something which is common to everybody. Everybody does laundry. Everybody would have that anah. So it's like eating in the sense that it's uniform to everybody in society. If I exclude the plaster, the type of medicine, it's only for sick people. So therefore, it's excluded by the word eating. So let's clarify what we just learned. We just learned the machlokas, what you can do with wine of Shemitah. The Torah says eat, and it also says it's for you. So everybody agrees it's not only eating, it's going to be broadened, but the question is how broad? Tanakhama says it's broadened to things which are on Asun, Abiyuros, and Shavan. But anything that's not on Asun, Abiyuros, and Shavan is not permitted. Therefore, the Tanakhama says you cannot put it in the laundering pool. Comes along with Yosef, he says, no, 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 no. If it says Lachem, you're allowed to put it in the laundering pool. The only thing that's excluded from the Akhla is something which is done only for the sick. It's not like la'acha, which is shavu l'chol adam. Something which is not hanoa, shavu l'chol adam. That you're not allowed to do. So, so, so one second. Just one, so machlokas Rabbi Yosef and Rabbanan is, could I use the Shemitah wine for laundering? Tanakama says, no. Rabbi Yossi says, yes. Now let me clarify. This is where things get a little tricky. They're talking about, once I have something with Kedusha Shviyas, I clearly have something which causes Kedusha Shviyas. I have wine. What could I use it for? But Lamaisa, what do I see? They're arguing about how to understand what lachem dumma de la'achla is. Rabbi Yossi is saying it's broad. It's not hamidas and birons and shavah. He doesn't hold to that rule. He holds it has to be like la'achla, that it's shavah lechol adam. Whereas the Tanakhama is saying, no, like la'achla means hamidas and birons and shavah. Why does that matter to us so much? Because we were using this idea not only to determine what I could do with Shemitah produce, but for a different aspect as well. What has Kiddusha Shviyas to begin with? Only products where their primary usage is like eating have Kedusha Shviyas to begin with. A product which its, its primary usage isn't like Achila doesn't have Kedusha Shviyas. So until now we've been saying wood doesn't have Kedusha Shviyas because its primary usage is not like Achila. Why? Achila is on and Abiros and Shavah. Wood I try to use for baking first I destroy and then, and then I use. So therefore wood doesn't have Kedusha Shviyas. Says the Gemara, that's all like the Tanakhama. He understands lachem like la'achla to be hanirasun biyarasun shavin. So he would talk and say, "You're right. Wood doesn't have kedusha shviyas." But Rabbi Yossi, who says lachem to la'achla means a type of hanav which everybody uses, and the only thing he excludes is like a medicine. So then he would say, "Wood has kedusha shviyas because wood lamaisos hanav which is shavu adam." Who uses wood? Everybody. 
even though it's not for Hanigas and Abiros and Shavin, but it's a type of Hanah which everybody has. Everybody uses wood to bake. So therefore, according to Rabbi Yossi, wood actually would have Kedusha Shviyas. That's what the Gemara is trying to come out. You know what you're saying? Yeah, is, is, so is, is wine the only food you're allowed to have on Shviyas? That's like, a, I didn't realize that. No. You mean, why did I mention wine with the pool? That was just an example, I think, of what they would put into launder or soak the flats. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, it's, um, Shemitah is anything that grows from the ground, any physical. Right, but why are you allowed to have the wine, I'm saying? Like, you, the Asla, we're not saying you can, you can benefit from, from, from it on Shemitah's schedule. You're allowed to take Shemitah wine, which has Kedusha Shviyas, and have any benefit which is similar to the Asla. But you can't, so you can drink it. Can't. Of course you can drink it, 100%. You just have to be careful that it's not after the B-or, which is a big thing. It becomes, we'll talk about that maybe later on. It becomes a big ASIC when you get a bottle of wine. Can't waste it. You drink every drop. Okay, drink every drop. Can't waste it. And you can't maybe do it, you can't have it after this mana beer. Just sometime in the eighth year when the grapes are no longer available in the field, then you can't just drink it regularly. We'll see exactly what you're supposed to do. But not only is it true that you're allowed to drink it, it's a mitzvah. Uh-huh. It's a big, a big thing to eat the Kedusha, pairs with the Kedusha Shviyas, sure. Okay, so we're saying that whether or not wood has Kedusha Shviyas, we're really coming out that it has Rabbi a machlokas tanam. Rabbi Yossi says that wood might have Kedusha Shviyas. Again, the lulav, everybody holds has Kedusha Shviyas because not only is it something uniform, but it's, it's also in Biros and Shavin because when you use it as the broom, right away it's getting, it's getting used up. Okay, so now that we get to this point, about what you're allowed to do with Shemitah stuff. Machlokas, if you're allowed to put it into the laundering. Who is the Tana of this Brisa? It says in the Brisa, it should be for you to eat, but not for the lulav, not for the plaster, not for the medicine. For you to eat, zilaf. Zilaf is like perfume. They used to um, sprinkle wine like around, like on top of coals. And uh, it used to like emanate like a good smell would come out. So, so you're not allowed to do that with Shemitah wine. Lachlos has been apiktozin. And also to eat, but you're not allowed to make like a... So apiktozin is like a thing you used to make people throw up. It was like some sort of like concoction that you would drink and it would make you throw up if like you overate or something like that. You, know, you ate something bad and you wanted to throw up. So you're not allowed to use the wine for that. So come on, who's the bride? So like Rebiosi. The bride is only like Rebiosi because all the things that we excluded are things which are not shavu chol adam. Those aren't uniform type of pleasures, right? Those are like specific that a few people might want to do. A sick person, somebody who overate, somebody who has a bad smell in his house might need to, you know. But it's not like a uniform type of thing, which is shavu chol adam. So that the only, that's the only thing we're excluding. That's like Rabbi Yossi. Because if you follow the, the Tanakam Rabbi Yossi, Ekonami Mishra Kvuso, there's also types of things like the soaking and the laundering, which are excluded even though... They're excluded because it's not So for the fact that the Brisa didn't exclude those and it only excluded the things which were in Shavu Adam, we see that the Brisa was following the opinion of Rabbi Yossi. Okay, very good. So now in conclusion, what has Kedusha Shviyas? Even things which, aren't, which don't have food could have Kedusha Shviyas. That's for sure. But it has to be things which are like La'acha. What does it mean things which are like La'acha? Machlok es Tanam. Sam Tanam old Shavin. So it excludes wood. Lulav is included because it's not Asin, Biros, and Shavin, but it, 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 it excludes regular water according to Tanakama. Um, dyes, for example, could have, could have Kedusha Shviyas. As Rabbi Yossi holds, that uh, even wood has Kedusha Shviyas. He holds the only thing which is excluded is if it's uh, not Hanah, Hashavah, Lechalat. 
All right. Now, we mentioned in the Mishnah the basic idea that when you pay for Kedusha Shviyas, it's going, the money that you give will get Kedusha Shviyas. That was the whole issue. You can't buy the Esrog regularly because when you pay for it, it get, it's like transferred that the Kedusha, the Shviyas, will go now onto the money. So the Gemara now says, This idea that Shemitah produce gives Kedusha to the money that's given in place of it is only true when it's Derech Mekach, when you buy it. So meaning I have a vendor, he's selling me a fruit of Shviyas, I give him money, I'm purchasing it. So when I make the purchase, the money that I give in its place, the money that I give in its place now gets Kedusha. Derech Mekach. What's he coming to exclude? Usually there's another way of, of doing something. There's something called derech, um, derech chilo, of deconsecrating. Like if I have Meiser Shani, for example, which has Kedusha Meiser Shani, and I want to transfer its Kedusha onto money to carry up the money to Yerushalayim. I don't have to buy something. That's not what happens. I just, I take the fruit that's in my possession. I have money that's in my possession. And I say, the Kedusha is on the fruit. It should go onto my money. It's not by way of purchasing. It's just a deconsecrated. I own these two things. And I say, the Kedusha goes on here, on here. What Rabbi Blazer is saying is that Shemitah doesn't work like that. Shemitah, if I have Shemitah produce, I can't say, if I, or I shouldn't say I can't. If I say that the Kedusha that it is should go onto something else that's in my possession, it doesn't, it doesn't go. The second thing doesn't get Kedusha. The only way that, 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 that the Kedusha goes onto a second item is Derech Mekach, when I go and I make a purchase. If I buy Kedusha Shviyas, then the money given in its place, that gets Kedusha Shviyas. And we're going to see why. Normally, we associate them together. There's two types of ways you transfer something. Either I buy it, so the money is in place of that thing, or I stop, I own two things, and I say, this should be for that. Rabbi Lazar was saying, no, the Chil of, 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 of Shviyas is only Derech Mekach. I have to see where he gets that from. What do you do with that money again? So it's imbued with the Kedusha of Shviyas, which means go and buy things, which will, have, which will then get Kedusha of Shviyas. And ultimately what that means is you're not going to be able to eat it after the beer. You're not going to be able to waste it. You're not going to be able to invest it. It doesn't mean that it's restricted off completely, but it means that there's limitations of what you can do with it. Rabbi Yochanan Amar, Bein Derech Mekach, Bein Derech Chil. Rabbi Yochanan says, no, you can be, the Kedusha can be imparted whether or not you're doing it Derech Mekach or Derech Chil. Derech Chil, again, just means I have both things in my possession. Let's say I have Shemitah fruit and I have some money and I say this should go on that. The, the money will not have Kedusha. Says, my time to Rabbi Lazar. Where does Rabbi Lazar get this from? That it's only Derech Mekach. It says in the Mishnah Yuval Azos. So Yovel has the same din of Shemitah. The Gemara doesn't care. And then, so it's talking about the context of Yovel, but Samachle, right next to that, the Pasuk If you look at the Pasuk, if you look at the Pasuk in Pasuk's Pahar, it juxtaposes the din of Shemitah and Yovel to the din of selling. It says when you sell something, don't rip somebody off. So that's nothing to do with Shemitah. It's a general law. But it puts the law of selling next to Shemitah. What's the kasher? The Torah put them next to each other to teach that the din of Shemitah Kedusha is imparted only when it's by way of purchase. When I buy something, the money that I give gets Kedusha Shviyas, but not when it's Derech Not when I deconsecrate two things in my possession. So it's Xeris HaKosov, and it comes from the fact that in Parshas Bahar, the two things are next to each other. Yovel and Shemitah are next to the Indian of buying and selling. Rabbi Yochanan in my time, Rabbi Yochanan says that it's even Derech Chilo. Where does he get that from? It says Yovel, it should be Kodesh. Kodesh normally refers to items that belong to the base of Mikdash. Ma Kodesh, just as 
things that belong to the base of Mikdash. How does it become, tra- right? They also have the Kedusha transferred. If I have Kedusha's by the Kabayas, I could be Mechalit onto something else. So just as Kodesh is Derech Mechal playing Derech Hillel, it's either way, if I have something that's owned by the by the Kabayas, either they say they could sell it, and then the money that they get is now gets Kedusha, or they could deconsecrate it. If they deconsecrate it, they stop own two things. They could say the Kedusha of the, this item goes on that. That also works. Rashi says we see that very clearly in the Psukkim. Either the Torah speaks about redeeming or the Torah speaks about selling. And both ways work for the treasurer. The treasurer of the base of Mikdash can either redeem or sell. Either way will facilitate a transfer of Kedusha. So certainly by Kodesh it works in either way. So the Drasha, the Yovel, is Kodesh. So to Shmita product as the same thing. It can impart its Kedusha onto a second item, either when you sell it, the new money that comes in as Kedusha, or stand by way, if I deconsecrate it, I have two items and I say this is in place of that, as well it will have Kedusha. So now that we understand the sources, now the Gemara says, what does each one do with each choice? Rabbi Yochanan said that it's even. So what does he do with the fact that the Torah puts it next to Chisim Kru Mimkar? If it's even, why does the Torah put Yovel next to selling? He buy the Rabbi Yisrochanina. He learns Rabbi Yisrochanina. Tanu Amar Rabbi Yisrochanina. Borei, come and observe. Come and kasha avakasha shvius. Come and see how bad the dust of shvius is. What does that mean? The dust of shvius means even not the most machmir didim of shmita. If you're not careful with them, come and come and observe how 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 bad the punishment can be. Adam nosim nosim repair shvius. Imagine a person does business with the with the with the the produce of shmita. What does it mean? He does business. Not that just he sells a little bit. You know, so he has a little bit of livelihood. That's mutter. But it's also to profit in big ways. You know, like profit is where you put away the money, you invest it. That's where it's also. If a person does such a thing, it's not such a chamer tikka iser. It's not even a lav in the Torah. It's just the Torah says it's for you to eat, which implies not to do business. So imagine a person does that iser. What happens to him? What's the punishment? He's going to become so poor that he'll be forced to sell not only his real estate, but even his movable utensils. That's obviously more chamer, right? To make a business deal with real estate, that's normal. But to have to sell your movable items, that's, very, that's a big chance of poverty. How do we see that's going to happen to a person who does business with the Shemitah produce? Because it says, It says in Yovel. It speaks about Yovel. What's right after Yovel? It says when you, when you sell to your friend, and it says, or you buy something from the hand of your friend. So we see that the Torah is dealing with the buying of movable items because it's something which is transferred from hand to hand. So we see the Torah right after Yovel speaks about a purchase of buying from your friend something hand to hand. So what's the connection between Yovel and the laws of purchase? The answer is the Torah is warning you. If you don't keep Yovel and Shemitah, if you do the wrong thing, you know what's going to happen to you? You're going to become so poor that you're going to be ending up selling even your movable items just to stay afloat. This implies you can't sell uh, the so, so, very good. So, so, this implies, and this is where, again, it's a very, very tricky thing, schorah. Schorah is usher when you're doing it for big profit. What does it mean for big profit? You do it to put the money away, okay? And then you're going either to invest it is usher, or if you're going to buy non-kosher items, it's not usher. But it's not usher to sell. So let me clarify. If you wouldn't be buying it from the vendor who was an Amah Aretz, there's no issue. There's no issue. It's totally fine. Schorah, the Isra of Schorah is where I, it's a tricky thing, where I take it and I sell it for other purposes. Right, right. Now the Amah Aretz couldn't be trusted what he's going to do with the money. That's why you can't do it. 
So now we understand what, Rabbi, what, what he did with the Pasuk. Rabbi Lazar, I, I cross Rabbi Yochan my office. What did he do with the Pasuk? Rabbi Yochan, Rabbi Lazar held it was only Derech Mekach. What did he do with Rabbi Yochan's Pasuk? Rabbi Lazar, Dana, Kiyovel, he Kodesh. It's Kodesh. My Kodesh Tophet says Damav. Just as by Kodesh, it carries over the Kedusha. Meaning, if I have an item that belongs to the base of Mekdash, if it's deconsecrated, the second item becomes Kadosh, Shmita carries over the, to the payments. Meaning, that's just telling you the basic idea that Kedusha of Shmita carry, carries over to its payments. That's not something which applies to all things in, in Halach. That's something which is, we know that to be true by Kodesh, and we're saying that Yovel is Kodesh means the same thing. That when you transfer something in place of uh, uh, Shmita stuff, the second thing gets Kedusha. Okay, so we end up understanding that it's Machlokas, Rabbi Yochanan, and Rabbi Lazar. What happens? How is Kedusha Mishalas? How is Kedusha produce in part its Kedusha to a second item? Is it only Derech Mekach or even Derech Hill? Tani Chavazah to Rabbi Lazar, we have a price that says Rabbi Lazar, but Tani Chavazah to Rabbi Yochanan. A price like Rabbi Lazar, it's only Derech Mekach, and a price like Rabbi Yochanan, that it's even Derech Hill. Tani Chavazah to Rabbi Lazar, Shavia Sufazah to Mel, the Kedusha of Shemiah carries over to its payment. Shana Marakia, we kill the Shilachem, Makal the Shavas is Damavazah, just a Kedusha. Uh, of, of just as Kedusha of, um, of the base of Mikdash is Tophis is Damav and makes this, the thing that comes in place of it Aser so to Shviyas is Tophis is Damav and it Asers up the thing that comes in place of it it gives it the Dinam of Shemitah so here's a very important thing what happens when I have something owned by the treasurer by the treasurer of the base of Mikdash if I deconsecrate it the new item becomes Aser but the old item is Yatsa Lachulin the old item becomes Mut it switches it's a swap so, so too, you might think that that's what happens with Kedusha Shviyas. If I have a Shemitah apple, I sell it, what happens? I might say the money becomes Kedusha Shviyas, but the apple now loses the Kedusha. Talmud Lomar, the Torah says that's not the way it works. It should remain. Something that's Kedusha Shviyas always remains Kedusha. So, what does that mean? It means that both will have Kedusha. When I have a Shemitah apple and now it's sold, the buyer still has to treat it with Kedusha Shviyas, but the money that comes in also has Kedusha Shviyas. So it's like Kodesh in the sense that the second item is imbued with the same Kedusha of the first item. But it's unlike Kedush, Kodesh items. Kodesh items, the original item loses its Kedusha now. Shemitah items, the original Kedusha, the item has Kedusha Shviyas, will stay. Ha'ketzad, illustrate this. Look, a prepare Shviyas Basar, somebody buys meat with Shemitah produce. Somebody has an apple and he uses the apple to buy meat. Both of them have Kedusha Shviyas. They have to be treated and consumed Shemitah-like within the Shemitah year before this manna beer. Now, now let's make it a little bit tricky. You had the meat that was imbued with Kedusha Shviyas. You take the meat and then you go buy fish. Now it switches. The meat loses its Kedusha and the fish enters in. Let's say I then go purchase wine with the fish. The fish loses its Kedusha. The wine gets its Kedusha. If you purchase oil with the wine, now the wine loses its Kedusha and the oil gets the Kedusha. It's always the last thing gets the Kedusha Shviyas. And the original product always has the Kedusha Shviyas. So the original product always stays with Kedusha Shviyas. And the last item to be transferred on also has the Kedusha Shviyas. It's a little bit tricky. So the original product always has. That will never come off. And the next item, the last item to be transferred always has. So if it's simple, I just buy one thing, good, it has Kedusha. But if you switch that second thing onto a third thing, then only the third thing will have it and the second thing will lose it. So number one, the original product will always have. 
Will number two have? It depends. If it's the last thing. If I switch number two to number three, then only number three will have Kedusha, not number two. But if you're exchanging a product for money, and then you take that money and buy something else, then that does transfer. Correct. The last thing we'll always have. The original and the last. So imagine you have an apple. I have an apple, Kedusha Shviz, yeah? Somebody buys the apple. At that moment, what happens? The apple of Adah is always going to be Kaddish. Right. At that moment, the money is Kaddish. Right. If I take the money and I buy him, buy a piece of fish, the fish has Kedusha right. and the money does not. So now, what does this price have to do with us? I keep on talking about somebody who's buying. Why do we talk about somebody who's buying? Why don't we speak about somebody who's deconsecrating in his own possession? By way of mention, we see that the Torah holds that the Shemitah is only imbues the, the next item with Kedusha if it's Derech, if it's Derech Mekach and not Derech It's only by way of purchase, not by way of deconsecration. It's like a tangential riot. The fact that the Brides always spoke about somebody buying and about somebody who's Tam owns two things and he's switching, you see that the Kedusha doesn't go Derech it's only Derech Mekach, which is a support to Rabbi Lazar. However, it says the Gemara, Tani Kwasa Rabbi Yochan, Rabbi Yochan, Rabbi Yochan, Rabbi Yochan, Rabbi Yochan, Shmita Protest, Rabbi Yochan, Protest, Rabbi Yochan, Rabbi Yochan, You can deconsecrate them on livestock, Rabbi Yochan, or Ov, Rabbi Yochan, whether they're alive or dead. That's Rabbi Yochan's opinion. If you will deconsecrate them on slaughtered animals, good. You can't deconsecrate them on live animals. Why? Gzeira, we're concerned, we're concerned you're not going to use it right away. You're going to graze flocks with them. What does that mean? That if a person has a live animal, a lot of times you might be tempted to breed with the live animal, which means that you're not going to use the item with Kedusha right away. If I put my Shemi or Shemitah onto a live animal, what am I supposed to do with it? Use the live animal during Shemitah or during that year they have a Maiser Shani. But we're concerned that you might want to breed with the animal, which means you might keep it alive for a long time. And then you might not use it the way you're supposed to. So Midrach Bonon, we said, don't be mechalit onto a live animal. But why is this price of such a raya to, to, to Rabbi Yochanan? Because it says, Shemitah is being mechalit. It's black and white. It's being deconsecrated. So we see that Kedusha is switched even by way of deconsecration, not only by way of purchase. Again, Lazar was saying it's only when you purchase something that, that it imbues the Kedusha on the new, on the new item. But, uh, but Rabbi, this price is right to Rabbi Yochanan, even if it's Derech Chilo. The Gemara just clarifies this between Rabbi and the Rabbanan. Amarava Machlokes Tavad Amaral Fischarim. It's only with male livestock. If it's female, Why? Female animals were more likely to keep around to breed. Male animals were not. Why is that? I guess... Is that just because of the way that like breeding takes place? Like a, a female one is more quote unquote valuable, you know, like a, a male one can make many, it's like whatever. But a female one you might they used to keep around for breeding more. So if it's a female one, everybody agrees to the Xer. So if it's a male one, that's where there's a machlokas if you're allowed to deconsecrate between Rameir and Rabbana. A female one, everybody agrees. So today we end at a machlokas, Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Lazar, the way that Shemitah produces Nishal. According to Rabbi Lazar, it's only Derech Mekach. When it's sold, the new item coming in gets the Kedusha. As according to Rabbi Yochanan, it's even when it's deconsecrated. Stam, if an owner owns two things, and he says, this is for that, the second item gets the Kedusha. Shkoyach.